0: Welcome to The Map. I am Kimberly Walsh, founder of Brady's Landing, a woman's sober home in Sandwich Mass. Joining me, as always, are my incomparable co-host, Kristen Perry-Long. She's a recovery coach and our moderator producer, Andy Bernstein. Hello, guys. Hey. (laughs) What's happening? Hey, everyone. We have a great show today. We are going to meet our friend, actor Paul Candarian.
1: You said it right. Paul
0: is going to share his personal and professional story. We're so excited to have him here. We will get to that at the next segment. So, but before we get started, let's talk about an article that came out January 2020 that is actually appropriate to this podcast. So, according to Yahoo Finance, there's a new analysis that came out that talks about, amongst other things, um...
1: The addiction industry, right?
0: It does. It's Which has become, if any of you are questioning it, it's a $42 billion industry. That's with a B. With a B. Um, I think it's more like a Z. Yeah. It's, Zillion. It's, it's, yeah. It is, it's pretty bad. And yeah. it's been growing steadily since, um, since basically the early 2000s.
1: Right. Now venture capitalists are getting involved?
0: Oh, they've been getting involved. And right. now we're getting conglomerates. We're getting AAC, AdCare, what have you, all. Just scooping up, buying all the little guys and making a whole platform, putting everything together, right? They're, right. And, and they're making like, like having treatment facilities and they all run the same program, right? Yep. The problem is. Yeah. Why are you
1: so fired up about <laughs> this? You were very, very fired I was up. I very
0: angry because it doesn't work. It's been proven to show these treatment centers that the programming is off. It's wrong. They don't work. So why are we? You know, why are these conglomerates coming in? I'm not saying always. Okay, it's not that they always don't work, but the but the actual setup is
1: well, it's, con- it, it's counter um, counterproductive. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's a, like you care- want to take care of people, sure, and you want to get people help, but at the same time, you have to p- pay your bills.
0: Correct, right. correct. And I get that. There's there's a problem when. They get focused on, and this is, I know, sometimes just the shady ones, but they focus on, okay, we get them in for 30 days, okay? You're in a bubble for 30 days. They release you back to the home, your environment with which you came. They are almost banking on your relapse. They bring you back in, they charge your insurance company, and rinse and repeat. And this is what happens. One in six, the statistics are, and maybe even less now, one in six people who have been through treatment actually stay sober. One in six...
1: Right, so the odds are,
0: it's it's not. <laughs> so in any other industry, in any other healthcare, in any other s- s- circumstances, the, the
1: federal government, the state, no one would accept that kind of ratio and and pour money into well, it. Well, that's why they're coming up with this study because they're trying to find out, you know, things like shoddy facilities, patient right. brokering, right? Which is a whole another. It's a whole another kettle show. of fish. Uh, right. Overbilling. <laughs> over
0: oh, billion oh, yeah. over is ridiculous,
1: yeah um you know, this actually happened with the sleep apnea business, believe it or not, the sleep studies they had private equity firms were getting into it, like one place it went belly up, they were owned by Cape Cod potato chips. Uh, the guys from Cape Cod sold their company, oh my God, I think it was san busch Bush, and then they got into this, so you know it seems like you know the conglomeration actually. Is hurting the care. It is hurting the care. That's the point. So (laughs) how do you fix it?
2: Well, that's just it. So interesting story. So I went and visited um, a program yesterday, and it is owned by a bigger program that has multiple programs throughout the country. Mm -hmm. And what's different from them is it's kind of like – it's a franchise. It's treated as a franchise, mm-hmm. more or less. You have what you have to do. You have who you have to pay. But as far as your treatment, there are guidelines, but there there's wiggle room. And you're able to accommodate the people that come in because it's ever-changing. As the drugs are changing, the reactions, the... Um, the withdrawals. The withdrawal. The- it's not even the withdrawals. It's just how people are responding to the drugs and how they're just not you know doing well and it's not like everybody's different right everybody it's my phone sorry
1: that's right
2: um everybody everybody reacts differently to a drug um there's the standard you know with fentanyl people get tired and they get slow and they feel good and blah 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 and so on and so forth but it's the long term effects it's how they affect and how It suppresses the mental health part of it. It suppresses the reasons why they're using. So anyway, long story short, this particular treatment center is, you know, um, they do it their way. Mm -hmm. They stay within the guidelines, but they offer those extra things. Like, so for UAs, they do random UAs. They don't send them out to a lab. You know why? uh, They don't send them out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, i said it. That's right. They don't send them out to a lab because you know what? It's an added expense to that person and unless there's a reason to send it out they're not sending them out they're just sending them out for accountability they're sending them they're taking UAs for accountability for right. consistency you know not to not to make any money they're losing money because it costs them money to buy those little cups but at the end of the day what they're doing is they're providing a program that is consistent that you know you're not hearing about in the news um, because they're not flying under the radar. And they're not they're, spending money on marketing. <laughs> right, right. They're just doing it, you know. There's a, there's a handful of them, actually, in the state of Massachusetts. that And you
1: know who they are. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to reach out to Chris, she can... Uh...
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm all about putting, you know, people in where, where it belong, Where and they Kimberly. belong. Yeah, and okay. where they belong, you know. And so these bigger places like AAC and... Um, AdCare. And- you know, Well, see, that's another thing. AdCare got bought by... AAC? That's yes, right. They, right. They combined yeah. Right? So AAC came in and said, we're going to do it this way, that way, and everything. And um, Adcare was Separate. like, uh, I don't think so because this is Massachusetts. And what you're seeing in California and what we're seeing in Massachusetts is not one in the same. They're
1: trying to standardize this. They thing. were.
2: And Adcare pushed back and they said, okay, fine.
1: You know, I think, and I'm not an expert by any stretch. Um, but to me You're your own expert. I am my own expert and I'm a legend in my own mind. But to me <laughs> but to me it seems like right and I don't know, you you'll know this, but let's say you go through treatment, right? I go through thirty days or I go through sixty days or whatever and I get out, right? What is there for people from the treatment centers that continues sober living and IOP. Thank you.
0: Right. <laughs> But how intensive outpatients of outpatient, which is, which means they don't go, they don't, they're not living at the same place that they get treatment. They go outside. So it'll be a group setting. Usually it's like about three or four hours a day and they'll five days a week. And you go to the facility and you engage in um,
1: group therapy. Okay. All right. So while you're living at a, so that's what home. I work at
2: now. So I work at a, at a IOP. IOP, OP, and MAT program. There's no beds. There's no. It's the way Strictly I explain it to people. It's like going for physical therapy. You go to the facility, you get your physical therapy, and you go home. Right. And the and the and the recommended
0: home is a sober living home and where so you a structure they, and stuff
1: and coping <clears throat> techniques and life and how you handle things. Yeah.
2: And, so it's it's pretty much um, an extension. Right? It is an extension, and, a, and it's an opportunity for you to be able to have a safe place to go if you're struggling in the real world. Right. Like, so you go in to the the one that I work at. I'm like so happy. I've worked at a lot of places. I'm not going to lie. Yes, we know. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And, um, what I've noticed, my IOP is very small. And what I've noticed is that, um, the community that is built within our groups is that, of one that people feel safe to the point where they're exchanging phone numbers. They're going to meetings together outside of the program. So they're building a fellowship. They're building a other. fellowship. Right. They're having lunch after IOP. They're saying, okay, you bring coffee. I'll bring donuts for, you know, group the next day. Um, and, and this is the kicker and they're calling to say, Hey, I'm running 15 minutes late. Hey, I'm sick. I'm not going to make it. Hey, um, so there's, a, why is that accountability? A It's not that it's accountability. It's just for me personally, like you go to some of these bigger places and they don't, people don't show up for IOP. It's a no show. Right. So, in other words, it's more intimate. It's very intimate and it's, and they're enjoying it and they care about it. Well, they care about it and they Mm -hmm. feel responsible enough to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. And these are people that are, Thirty days clean. These are people that are right out of out of sober. I mean, uh, out, of out of Detox. Some mm-hmm. of them just bypass the PHP. They've been to a million PHPs. They're done. They relapse and they're going into the IOP because you know they need to work and they don't want to. They don't want to commit.
1: Let me ask you a question because we're going to have to take a break.
2: Aren't we going to have to take a break? Pretty soon, yeah.
1: Yeah. Here's my and we'll be back with. the a few minutes. The, the great Paul Kindlerian is yes. sitting there patiently. Now, here's my question. With how practical, like real life applications are taught, for example, financial literacy, career training, do you think having things like that would actually help it depends. They are though. They are. are though. They do. Okay. so and it at, depends though. At
2: recovery centers, a lot of, so, you know, you talk about treatment centers popping up. Well, there's a lot of recovery centers popping up. And what's beautiful about some of these recovery centers, um, they're throughout the, the state and Massachusetts. Define recovery centers for. Our so, um, like situate has one, it's a situate recovery center. Plymouth has one. What, what separates it from a treatment center? Uh, it's, there's no treatment. It is a resource center. It is a place to go if you're struggling. It is a place to have meetings. It is a place to go for resources. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a place. It's like an. It's like a welcome to Massachusetts information station. For addiction. For addiction for, addiction for people that are suffering from addiction. Can we put it's this a on community. our
1: Facebook page? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a community
0: resource. So Liannis yeah, has one, one too called Peer Recovery. And that's what they do. They have meetings there. They have um, downstairs, they have video games, foosball, pool tables. It's just a place where people can congregate.
1: So com- there is community out there yeah, absolutely. if you, w- if you want it.
0: Yep. Yes, yep. there is. Um, yeah.
1: And that's the, that's, as we've talked about before, recovery sure. is about community.
0: Um, Correct. But p- so someone b- who's struggling BSAS, though,
2: I think it's BSAS is it BSAS that has, substance abuse. Yeah. I think they have a whole listing of them. So like Quincy has one. It's, um, hope Quincy hope Walpole has one. Um, it's it's right on Main Street. They're all over, and they're they're wonderful. They offer free uh, childcare. They you can get um, yeah. you can get job training, um, resume building. Right. A lot of these places, they're out there. They, I think it's important to note, though, that the person who's struggling
0: isn't likely to walk into one of those community resource places. Person who's struggling is not going to literally walk into one of those places and, and say, Hey, you know, that's not usually not what happens. That's usually after they've had treatment, maybe after they've been struggling a little bit, go back out into the community. So the, what's recommended for people through treatment? And you asked about services, things like that. It's going to depend. It's going to depend, unfortunately, on income level a, mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Okay. Yeah, so people, yeah, sure. so someone who's coming like through, say, um, you know, who goes to McLean and then goes through like a high end sober living, they don't need resume building skills. They're not going to go to a, a, re- a recovery center. They're just not. So
2: yeah, they're not just limited to, I mean, they have yoga, they have, this is they true. have all kinds, they have, everybody has different, Different stuff. They yeah, do. you
1: do a lot of it at Brady's Landing, right? Absolutely, were, yeah. Right. absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to point out that that it is income um, contingent sometimes. Well, oh yeah, know?
1: yeah. I mean, I just think about it like, and I've known people who, you know, they they're in recovery, and the problems are still there. So yeah. how do you address those problems? What are the problems? Are financial problems? Is it You know,
0: see, that's the thing. Everyone's different. And I think that's a a part of the the problem, which we can, we can get back into and maybe on a different show. But, but I think that there is certainly um, disparity. There's uh, all kinds of issues that need to come into play when we're dealing with a successful, when bringing someone into recovery, you know, every single person's different.
2: I mean, I think the important thing is, is, you know, meeting clients where they're at. So for me personally, for what I do is when people get in and out of treatment, if I put them into treatment, I ask them to stay in touch with me. If they if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. Like I'm not going to chase them. I'm not going to work harder than they are. <laughs> but you'd be surprised when you create that relationship. I mean, I have a lot of people that I've never met, but I've only talked to on the telephone and directed them to and connected them to people. But they keep coming back because those resources are good and they're and they're positive and they want it and um the relationship is it's a, key it yeah. is it's important and they they don't you know like it's but just, you're a
1: rare breed too at the same time I mean you're you're a very dedicated person to this
2: yeah I yeah. try to be. be sure to get the right person <laughs>
1: right so you're a, a valuable resource so you're you know so finding the Chris's of the world
2: they're out there yeah but you, you got to do your
1: you got to do your homework yeah, your homework
0: and we'll provide you with a phone number here soon
1: will we yes we will okay cool.
2: <laughs> whose phone number
0: both of ours i oh, think
2: okay.
1: <laughs> but don't call them
2: <laughs> yeah. no for
1: definitely call. for like you know They'll call for, you can call for anything. anything call for anything yeah. all
2: right we'll put you in the right direction it'll cost least. you a cheese pizza when you have 60 days that's there you go. that's my cost there you go
1: can we take a now break now we can take a okay break. thank you I, we'll you be sure right we back agree? on
2: the map, the
1: map. talking to Chris Long. Chris, tell us about yourself.
2: Some of the things that I do, I advocate for treatment. I advocate in courts to keep people out of jail. I'm making sure that they're getting what they need to be most successful. And then the other big component of it is the family side of it.
1: And where can people find you?
2: Call my cell phone 508-212-7206 or I'm on zero boundaries. Chris Perry Long on Facebook. Stakes are high. You're
1: ubiquitous. You're everywhere.
2: I am everywhere. Thank you, Chris. Thank you.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to
0: the map where it's okay to ask for directions.
1: Ooh, that's our new tagline That's our new tagline. Ah,
0: you I'm, love that. I, I love, that. love that. You love that. Okay. I am still Kimberly Walsh, and I'm still here <laughs> with Kristen Perry Long and Andy Bernstein, and we're going to meet today's special guest right
2: now. So, Chris, I'm going to let you do the honors. Take it away. All right. Today's special guest is Paul Kedarian. Uh He's an author, writer, and isn't an author and a writer the same thing? Kandarian. Kandarian. What did I say?
1: No, an author writes books. A writer writes freelance Stuff. articles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right.
2: And an actor. Uh, a says- thespian. <laughs>
1: a what? A thespian. Oh, a thespian. A
2: thespian. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. It means an actor. Wow. It's it's an an act- a what? It's That's a fancy word for An me. actor. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's an actor. He's an actor. Um. He's done a wide variety of work, including dozens of plays and TV shows, uh, the History Channel, Hulu, uh, independent movies, shorts. You've done shorts.
3: I've done in my shorts. In your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and features international films. Have you ever gone to the Nantucket International Film Festival? I have been, yeah i grew up on it oh yeah yeah yeah. it's pretty cool uh german network ooh, that's a tough one yeah Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Mm, (laughs) yeah. um a lot of knockwurst and uh, sauerkraut is that yeah yeah i love that uh national and regional commercials as well as corporate industrial and educational videos for hospitals internet business sites Workplace compliance programs. Um, he's also played everything from a serial killer. I wow, love to that to, what? <laughs> <laughs> to <a> grandfathers, <laughs> grandfathers to millionaires. Paul is also a parent of a child who is in recovery from addiction. Let's welcome Paul wow. to our show. Welcome.
3: How you doing? That's pretty much my resume. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I know
1: it's uh, you're you're all over the internet. You are. I found a, yeah. a, a lot of. I should have probably Mac asked you for money. a bio, but. I, <laughs> nah, yeah, that's a, bah, nah. Bio smile. Actually, you and I met a few years yeah. ago, and you had just started a project. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, we met through kevin stevens we met through kevin yeah. stevens he was speaking at brockton high school and he did a wonderful article yeah. about us for, for, the the, boston globe. Yeah. for the boston globe south shore Ooh. edition yeah. Yeah. so it was weird because we were doing the show here and yeah i
3: just happened to be here talking to jury who does a show here right and, you know, and talking about a film that we're going to do and here you are and then ran it to you it's, oh yeah i know this guy it's a weird <laughs> deal right
1: yeah. and i'm hard to forget yeah <laughs> Yeah, they try, but it's really they try. Hard. You yeah. can't. I'm indelible. So, um, you know, we want to hear about your projects, mm. but before we get started with that, um, you know, give us a little background because you you've actually um as Chris said, you you do have a son that has um been in recovery. Yeah. And, you know, that that relationship has uh, gone through a lot of changes yeah. Oh, yeah, and involvement. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. tell us about that. Ooh, okay, the nutshell summary is I was on a
3: film five or six years ago with this uh, young woman uh, who's a fellow actor, uh, Anna Best Moyer-Bell, and she was telling me about this nonprofit she was starting called Creating Outreach About Addiction Support Together uh, in Rhode Island because she'd seen a number of people die from overdoses, her you know, fiancé uh, in her community in north Kingstown, rhode island which is a pretty tight-knit community but it's, it's not the kind of community where this stuff's supposed to happen and so mm-hmm. she gathered all these stories together put together this nonprofit, and she wrote a play uh and i said well somewhere down the line let me know because i'd love to be part of this and at the time my son was still in the in the d- depths of the disease of addiction um so flash forward a year or two after that she got got it all together and i auditioned and uh, been a great relationship ever since we do three There's three signature components of uh, coast in addition to she offers uh, curriculum training for schools she's done a lot of work in schools working with kids to talk about uh, the disease but there's four legs to stand on act one which i play the father um and it's a family of four around a table dealing with a, a sibling's addiction uh, and then there's act two which takes place in a support group which is really really powerful and then there's a play my son and I wrote called Resurfacing, which compr- uh, includes the, the hockey theme, Resurfacing the Ice. Because I play hockey. He played hockey. I coached them, And we we did that through the Health Story Collaborative at uh, Harvard Medical School. Okay. And we launched that last year. And uh, it, so those are the three main performance components. And, and they're just all very, very powerful. Because after every one, we have talkbacks later. And that's the best part. That's the mm-hmm. most compelling part of the whole thing is people, it gives them permission to get up and talk about whatever mm-hmm. they want to talk about. Wow. And then we talk about community. Cause I always say we, we, we heard as a community, we will heal as a community. Yeah. So you got to get, yeah. yeah, get everybody involved. So that's, that's the nutshell summary of what coast is all about. And it's COAAST.org If you want to go visit.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you. Now, so talking about resurfacing and, and bringing up, the, the hockey, mm. um, how does hockey the sport of hockey did you you know when writing it um you know the sport of hockey has so many different uh you know ups downs yeah. um you know it's a tough game yeah, you know, yeah did you factor that in at all when you no it, it was more the again it
3: was uh, my son and I our, our frozen common bond we both loved hockey. he doesn't play anymore um he he, he loved hockey i love hockey we got him into it i coached on and off for for years and it was just something we did together. And it really it kind of, did, it, it, in many ways, it defined his childhood. And um, so we we did this uh, show. We did it through, like I said, through Harvard. They asked us questions, you know, talk about his upbringing, talk about the roller coaster ride that addiction was. And so they, they kind of, and my son and I wrote, both wrote like 10, 15-page essays on our take on his addiction separate from each other. And when they got it together, they, put, they, they looked at it. So it's basically the same story. We, hmm. we, we hit on the same key points that were uh, most, the most poignant and powerful to us individually.
0: So he wrote so, it from his point of view and yeah. you wrote it from your... Yeah,
3: Interesting overlap beautifully. So yeah. they kind of wove it together in their narrative. So it's just two people on stage, myself and an actor playing my son. Hmm. Um, and it's just warts and all, man. It's just really, really tough, rugged, no-nonsense, no-B.S. kind of wow. approach. Kind to of that. raw. Very raw, yeah, because I mean, one of the so many powerful moments in it. But I came home one time and he was sitting up in bed and he had a Boston Bruins t shirt on, a sweatshirt that I bought him in his first stint in recovery, which is a yes, show in itself because they Mm -hmm. kept him for five days and let him out. I thought, this is great. No, I I learned pretty quick. This time worked. But Anyway, came home and he, he was sitting up, luckily, and he had thrown up. Vomit had just dried all the way down his chest. the longest split second of my life because I swore he was dead. And I, uh, he had to be dead. But I, he wasn't blue catato- or, uh, cyanotic. So, did you
0: have but, to Narcan him at that? No,
3: no. He oh. just woke up. So oh, I'm fine, Dad. I know what I'm doing. So, you know, drug addicts, famous last words. I know yeah. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, you know, cried and wept and begged. And you go through the whole you know, mm-hmm. cycle of addiction as it affects people closest to them. Yeah. So that's in the play. I finally got him help at the VA because he's an Army veteran. Uh, he got clean, went in, saw and did horrible things that no human being should ever have to do in war. Oh. Came home, my parents are dying, so he just went right back down a rabbit hole. It was just, it's like I said, it was up and down. Um, I finally got Their him to
2: coping the v- skills are just so knocking. Non- yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. crazy. It's like yeah. all through life they deal. We see these kids, they deal, they deal, they deal, and then they they take drugs, and it's almost like the drugs just take. Their coping skills and, yeah. and they don't give it comes them back. comes their coping skill. Yeah. It yeah. is their coping skill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, their, that's yeah. their solution. Yeah. yeah. Like, they do, they, it, sad. It, it
3: takes over. I mean, it turns them into something you don't recognize.
1: Yeah. You, you know. Absolutely. You, you mentioned the VA. Yeah. yeah. How did the VA, how was it to work with the VA? Did they it, help? They have a yeah. certain program, right? A oh, certain, yeah.
3: They have a lot of stuff there. The, he, Where are you uh, out of? Uh, well, he went, at the time when he was living with me, he went to the Providence VA. Uh, now he lives up in New Hampshire. Now he's working at a recovery center, working with addicts. He got a he graduated from from UMass Boston and with a degree in psychology. In Knockwood, these uh, five plus years in long term recovery. Awesome. Yeah, so it is it's really a remarkable story. So and, and it, we cover that in the play. Uh,
1: but uh, you know. go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I forget. Go ahead. How important? How important? Or how did? working on this play how did it impact the relationship with your son oh it's great i mean it's great because yeah,
3: we we came through the other side together so we're doing this we're doing this together and as father and son we just bust each other's chops and in, in, in many father-son relationships that's how we love each other mm-hmm. we love each other unconditionally to pieces but mm-hmm. you know we kind of mock make fun of each other but banter it's good, yeah it's good natured yeah. and stuff like that so it's it made it stronger. It really, really has. And it was very cathartic to, to, to write. It's been cathartic to do. But you met... To, oh, that's the VA. VA was sensational. Like, I got to give a shout-out to, to Lynn Dion at the VA. She was an, uh, she an RN. I don't know if she was an intake supervisor or what. But she met with Paul. And Paul's... He, my son's a charming kid. He's really... he, he <laughs> He's like... Well, you know, drug addicts can get whatever they want by being mm. charming. And he was really good at that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, you know, she, they hit it off, and she got him in, got him help. And he had a l- little rocky at the beginning, but then it took off. So I get to give tons of credit to the VA. I mean, the VA gets hit on, banged on all the time. But they're just, they're overworked. And yeah. Understaffed. And exactly. Really not. So they, but they do what they can. And they, they, Lynn always says, well, your son did all the work. And he did. My son, it was the fight that he found in him. But the VA gave him an opportunity that I'm be forever grateful for. So I get nothing but good things to say. But we did on the, another part of this, we did the um, open season of this play. We did it four times. And one of them was at the VA in Providence for continuing education for the nurses and doctors. And wow. my son came to watch it, which was daunting because my son's watching me do it. Wow. Uh, and people in the audience you know, hardened by everything they've seen. They were crying. I mean, it, it's really, really a powerful, um, necessary bit of a,
1: emotional business. So, What's the feedback been like from other people who have seen it? Can you?
3: They love it. I mean, they really do because it gives, like I said, it gives them permission to feel that. I mean, it, we, we've done it for small groups. We've done it for large groups. have <laughs> done it for five, five or 6,000 school children in Rhode Island, mostly high schools, middle schools, and high schools. Feedback has been uniformly wonderful because it uses drama therapy, and, and that's a form of therapy that maybe not that many people have heard about, and I never heard about it until I started doing it. Um, but it's just, it, it connect, the arts can connect with people in such a visceral way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's all about story. We're telling a story that's so familiar to so right. many people.
0: And did it's, you say they had a place where they could give feedback at the end? They could Oh yeah, we had talk back. Wow. Yeah. The
3: first, four like you stand on act one is like 35 minutes and we do a 25 minute talk back. It could be like nine hours. <laughs> and the second act two is like 40 minutes, but it's the same thing. We have a talk back okay. in, 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 the resurfacing, the, the play my son and I wrote. Same thing, we have to talk back, and people just, just, once you start talking about it, sometimes it's hard to get people to get up and say stuff. I mean, you know, the hardest place that we had people talk about it was, we've done it at uh, dental conventions. We did it for uh, the CEUs for children's hospital, PD psych docs at children's Mm. hospital. Did it in Alpert Alpert Medical School in, in Providence. Sometimes it's tough to get medical professionals to get up and open up. Well, once they do, it's like, yeah, I have a son who's got this problem. I had a problem. I got an uncle, whatever. Because yeah. it's just like I always say, it, it's just like cancer. If you get in a room with a hundred people say like how many people have been impacted by cancer, pretty much everybody's hand goes up. If sure. you say that about addiction, like, many would go up, mm-hmm. but there's still like, it's still that stigma. Stigma. Right? Yeah. 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 So that's what really we're all about is lifting the stigma, starting Good. a conversation because you've got to talk about this stuff or nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. And giving people permission and a safe place to talk about it. Exactly. And know they're not alone. Because right. he's going through this when I was going through it my son. I knew people were going through it, but I never felt more alone in my life. Right. Never felt more there helpless. Is. How yeah. long ago was this? Oh uh, he's been clean five five and a half years now. Um so but he was you know, using it's a long story, but he started out, you know, with uh, pills and cocaine and stuff, and then he got into, as they do, because uh, heroin's much cheaper than uh, OxyContin. So he was in, in, on heroin for a couple of a few years, and so, it, yeah, it, it was an up and down kind of thing, because like I said, he got clean, then he got he went back mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole, but and he was very, very close to my mom and dad. Uh, and he ended up stealing from my father. Mm-hmm. So this is stuff that still bothers him. And I said, don't let it bother you. You're in a much better place now. Yeah. And wherever they are, whatever you believe in, if they're looking down, they don't care. They're just really happy that you're in a yes. much better place. Of and I don't care. I mean, I, I'd forgiven him long ago. And I, I it took a while to forgive myself because you, know, yeah. you beat yourself up. So you, I was the one that was closest to him because I'm divorced. He was living with me. And everybody else said, you know, just turn your back, tough love and all that, which is <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I think. Oh, hold on to so, okay. like the
2: whole tough love and all oh. that and stuff. I think that tough love is is different, just like the disease and the recovery and everything for everybody. So your tough love isn't what my tough love, you know, it's about drawing boundaries and it's about being able to, uh, you know, I work with families all the time and Mm. I'm like, you guys need to draw, draw boundaries, draw a line in the sand and it can be moved, but draw a line in the sand that you're not going to step over when they push your buttons, you know, baby steps. And then we're going to push that line out. And so like that tough love. You know, it has such a bad label. Well,
3: yeah, and I'm, I'm talking about just throwing them out. Just yeah. Turn you back. I'm saying can't right. deal with you anymore. But there That's are it. some
2: people, there are some kids that yeah. can, you can throw out. Like I, yeah. I asked my son to leave yeah. because I knew he was resourceful enough. Yeah. I knew as a parent, he was resourceful enough. And he was, he yeah. was out for eight months yeah. before he came back and he reached and asked yeah. for help.
3: I couldn't do it. Just no, could not do but it. yeah. It, everybody's different. I couldn't
2: throw my daughter every out. Every case is different too. Right. right. But I could different. throw my son out. You know and what I mean? You, you know. People, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but, I I get that whole tough love thing, and mm-hmm. it's like I don't use tough love, I, you know, because it's just one of those words that yeah. it's been labeled. It's easier
1: better said than easier yeah. said than done. For, it, yeah. yeah, more appropriately well, it it would different. be boundaries, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we it's don't want
2: to. I, I always tell my parents, no matter what, you tell your kids the last thing I love you. Oh, no, I love yeah, you. Definitely. I Always tell you yeah. my love no, him. Yeah. because sometimes they don't. They feel like they don't love them or they can't love them, and it's like. Giving a parent permission to say "I love you," yeah, you and know, they don't feel is, like they're worth
1: it. They don't no, feel like
2: they're worth your love, no. and they are.
3: They still are. They're still sure, your kids. Sure, yeah. yeah. But anyway,
1: so you have some other things, in in you know, in addition to yeah, Co- coast? coast, yeah. Okay, so you're still active with them. Oh yeah, yeah. We're just
3: okay. starting our new spring season for Four Lakes to Stand on Act One. We're going to be doing all over Rhode Island. Um, are you going to
0: be the same play.
3: Uh, the Four Lakes to Stand on, yeah. And then there's an act one, act two. We're doing act one now this spring. We've done it since 2016. The, the play I'm talking about, my son and I did together. We, we're still working on, on getting places to, to do that. So, sure. But it's all about funding. It's a nonprofit. So it's trying to get funding, trying to get
1: people to pony up some money. to, to right, right. Corporate America, yeah. until they get behind this. Oh, no. oh, I'm going to sound like Bernie Sanders right now. but no, corp- corp- it's true. Yeah. Cur- do you corporate- drive a Subaru? I do drive a Subaru. In fact, it's parked right there. But yeah. I, I do. I'm not. That's my wife's car. Okay, I have an we are affinity. So going to avoid okay. any political discussion. Right. <laughs> but, but but getting corporate America on board yeah. is. What we need. You've got to make it appealing to them
3: to show them as That's part of right. their wellness program, it will reduce right. their costs. Right. You've yeah. got to make yes. it financially. you yes. got to make it monetary. 100%, Paul. Because other than that, they don't give a crap. No, they it's, really don't. No, we it's it. like
1: they're yeah. not going to buy products for me, so right. I don't yeah. really. Oh, well, like I said, we did it for Blue Cross.
3: I didn't tell you this. We did it for Blue Cross Blue Shield in Rhode Island for a bunch of their uh, folks there, and they loved it, too. So those are the kind of people we have to reach right. health care providers, hospitals. Yes. We did it. Four lakes to stand on. We did it for uh, Rowan Medical School, uh, Rowan University.
1: Their medical in New school Jersey. Down in New Jersey, yeah. yeah. In, uh, Glassboro State is what it used to be called. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Just that. It was, on. and they loved
3: it. I mean, it was for the kids. You know, the yeah. third, fourth year medical students, and they, I and mean, again, people like crying because they can right. recognize themselves yeah. or their loved ones or something. Right. So, right. Anyway, I, all the acting I do, and I've done tons of stuff. I'll
1: never do anything more
3: important than this that's awesome yeah
1: but you are doing a uh, you have a, a non-addiction based yeah yeah but <laughs> the thing's funny because I, I always seem
3: to get these parts where this addiction is in it i don't know, it just finds me i did a, a movie called gutterbug for and it ended up winning big at the woods hole film festival which is a great film festival mm. i played the father of an addict and the homeless kid that i threw out i get tough love i throw him out of mm. the house anyway so I've done that. I've done a bunch of shows, a bunch of uh, films like that. But the, the next one coming up has got nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's nothing to do with addiction, which is good, but it's, it's about a father so and care. son. Yeah, it's a father and son. It's about a father who's retired. It's a short film. It's a 15-minute film. Um the father who's retired you who know, was a workaholic and he's trying to tell his kids slow down you got two little kids take it easy you know but so it's kind of that message he's sending
1: creating and, that balance and that relationship yeah, and then we with we go back to we
3: go back to uh, the home where my my wife and I had lived and, uh, in the movie and bring him there because so suddenly I got this urge to go see the house where he grew up just to, to show him his ancestral home again and whatever so there's that and it's called sweet wind because when I was a kid, I just used to love looking out the window, staring at the trees blowing, and I just loved, I loved wind and the noise it made in the trees, so mm-hmm. this the metaphor for that. It's like, it's, time is like wind, it just blows over you, and then it's gone, so you just gotta like embrace it, and yeah. so done, moment get it of, and soak it in yeah. soak it in and he's called that a guy, it, the, the the character has got a great monologue because i wrote this thing it's a great monologue uh <laughs> <laughs> sitting if, in I, if I do say so, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> right and he's just telling his son about you know just how he used to come out when, when they were little kids they come out when i couldn't sleep and just watch the trees and the wind wash over me and i tried to like drink it in because it tasted like cool sweet wind
1: <laughs> so yes. you're really a a a uh your gift this is really a gift if you think about it yeah to be able to to use your your abilities yeah. as a way to reach people right to yeah, reach yeah. people
3: and in doing this with the nonprofit, I i you know, i always like to help people but i never th- thought much of it but honestly helping people and reaching people and giving them a connection i've never felt more satisfied than that. i mean i love acting all the acting i do but there's something just wonderfully satisfying and fulfilling about actually helping people. Right. I make a joke about I hate everybody. Right. I do that every <laughs> oh, day. Yeah, I hate it, yeah. I hate like, Dogs yeah. are better than people. Oh, yeah. Oh, Andrew yeah. well, right. Dice Clay's best line was, I hate everything I hate and everybody try. and everything about everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Right. laughs> but I mean, I don't. But I course. Yeah, pretend to do. But it's just nothing like helping people because we're all somehow connected it's true it's true wicked weird world that we live in we're all connected It fills somehow. you up doesn't it yeah, yeah. Oh, i have a question and,
0: yeah. um so if you had could tell parents some we have you know parents of, of children that you know some of which you know go to the sober home or, or that Kristen knows if you had to give your best advice to a parent dealing with a child with uh-huh. an addiction, say an active addiction. Uh-huh. What's what would you?
3: What would you? Well, I can say it now with your hindsight, twenty sure. twenty, but it's just patience. Okay, just good. be patience. Wait. Uh, As a friend of mine has always told me, he said you know you find out more about the kids by not jumping down the throat and say what's going on, what's going on. Yeah, it's just like wait for them to tell you. Right. And sooner or later they'll tell you because they if they if you have any sort of parental connection, if you're know, very close to my son and my and my daughter, but you wait, they'll tell you. They'll open up in their own way. I mean, it's tough when you see the mistakes they're making. And yeah. I say this in the play, The Four Lakes of Stand on Act One. I have this monologue that I wrote about the kid. I said, I just want to jump inside you and just yeah. pull out whatever's eating you and beat the crap out of it and make it go away. But I can't do that. Yeah. So you just got to wait. You has got to be patient. And it's the hardest thing in the world because you can see everything they're doing wrong. Yeah. Right. And they know they're <laughs> doing <laughs> they wrong. Know. Nobody wakes up and say, I'm going to be an addict today. I mean, they, of course they, they not. know they're doing wrong. So they got they the know. guilt, the shame, the fear, yeah. the uncertainty. So you just got to wait until they kind of come to you when right. they will if you get any kind of closeness at all you know they 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 know they want to get help and yeah. they they need
1: you not to be so judgmental so you just got to yeah. be patient
0: interesting Good. i like that okay
1: so thank you will you give your website again yeah. and 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 the uh, a way somebody can get in touch with you? Yeah,
3: it's uh, again uh, creating outreach about addiction support together. So it's C O A A S T dot okay. org. So it's Coast with an extra A, so they can go there. And I'm I'm at uh, Paul at Coast.org. so they, they can find it up there. Uh, but just go to the website and you can find out how to book. You can get a you know a hold of our our founder, who's a remarkable human being. She's a beautiful soul. She's a NYU master's degree holder at the uh, d- d- drama therapy. This is her life's calling. Awesome. Yeah. And if
1: people want to actually have the play come to yeah. their... Yes, yes. That's well, where they, they do. Go I think we should site. have it at
2: the Orpheum.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, we did it for the Safe Coalition. We did it. It's in Foxborough High. We did it at high school a couple of years ago here. So we we've been around. We know Jim Derrick at the Safe yeah. Coalition. Yeah, yeah he's I love a big that guy. guy. Yeah. yeah,
2: They just opened a, um, an office. All right, I did yeah. his
3: show. He he does a radio show. He did. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know if I don't cool. think he does it anymore. Oh, I, You're making the circuit. <laughs> I am. This
1: is like,
2: I, You know, I got into
3: acting late. I got into acting when I was almost well, 2007. Okay, I've done it before. Always wanted to. Never had the courage to do it. And then as you get older, it's like, how am I waiting for Right, you? I don't right, care, right. right? And I tell actors now, I've never felt more comfortable in front of a camera or on stage. And wow. I tell people to get nervous. Say, What's the worst thing going to happen? They're going to blow your head off when you come off the stage? Right. Like, yeah. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. The worst thing happened, you tried. Yeah. Right. That's it. And then you That's might life. like it. You might go back, yeah. I've i never. I mean, I got a million auditions. I don't get them all. So what? Just move on to the next one. I feel like I'm going to. Let's get this annoying self-confidence that like, I say. <laughs> every part I go for is, they'd be crazy not to hire me. Yeah, there you me. go. And then if they don't, it's like, eh, whatever. It wasn't well, we'll the right Somebody thing. else with if more we, hair or yeah. shorter, taller, younger, yeah. older. Hey, us you know, bald guys, we... Uh, I'm getting a lot of work, Andy, because I'm an older bald guy.
1: That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
3: you could do it. If we only knew then, oh, you you know what we know what, now. You're now. Jewish, right? Yeah. yeah. I just did a film. Old play, Jew. I played an old Jew in a film recently. Did you get on the rooftop? Yeah. I swear, they, and they had a bunch of other old Jews there. I was, I was going into like a Yiddish accent. And they said, you're, you're a better Jew than we are. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, I'll teach
1: you some Yiddish. Look at Andy lit Beautiful. up there right oh, now. It's oh, the Andy's best. Like, it's Andy's like, What It's, it's I the the best. It's
3: descriptive. Oh, it, 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 it's. My is my almost, yeah, I can speak to this. Right? The
1: yeah. Fakakta yeah. thing. My wife is not Jewish, and she uses Fakata. Yeah, I love that.
2: Fakata. Word. I love Fakata. It's such a good bread. Fakata.
1: No, that's Fakasha. Fakakta. Yeah. Look it up. It's fun I can't to say. say yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I think yeah. it's like Fakaka. No. Fakaka, Mashugana. great. Mashugi. All right. The, of the okay. right. the name of the movies. is Potato Pancakes. Okay. Birthday if I had Bert Bert the music Mitch. right
0: now, right. Latte. Lattes, I'm,
3: I'm queuing it
1: up.
0: I'll uh, queue it up. There you go. Thank right. you so much, Paul, oh, for coming thank, on.
1: That went Paul. by like that. I Didn't know, right? Thank you, sir. We'll be right back on The Map.
0: Brady's Landing is an exclusive sober home for women located on the Cape. We're in Sandwich, right off the Sagamore Bridge, first exit. I built Brady's Landing to give an older female demographic a place to heal and get better and make the transition from treatment into the real world. It's a very peaceful environment, it's very serene, it's very private. You kind of follow a long driveway down, it opens up into two and a half acres of land. We overlook the water, so there's lots of opportunities to commune with nature if Brady's Landing. Or you can also send an email to info at bradyslanding.org, and you can call the number is 774-338-4060. Welcome back to our third segment on The Map. Kimberly, Kristen, and Andy, we're still here, and guess what time it is?
1: (sighs) (laughs) mailbag
0: <laughs> and paul and paul kandarian and paul kandarian's uh-huh. going to stay with us and kind of chime if
1: I'll kibitz oh kibitz. <laughs> <laughs> kibitz. Nice. kibitz
0: kibitz oh he had the accent of yeah, the wrong yeah, yeah. syllable
1: <laughs> <laughs> kibitz okay all right all
2: right so actually that's
1: kristen's going to take this one yeah you do the honors
2: all right so this one comes from gary in foxborough we love gary we who do doesn't
1: love gary, love gary. <laughs>
2: Um, it's great to hear stories about people who have gotten into recovery and appear to be, turn the page, uh, on the right track. Will you guys ever consider having somebody in active addiction, um, as a way to tell their side of the story? That's a great question. And it's a, um, it's a tough question to answer. Um, because. <laughs> to stay politically correct, about yeah.
0: Um, um, it de- I think it would depend, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. if, I mean, it, it, yeah. If someone's really struggling and they want to tell their story and they need help, I don't see a problem with that. Provided you know they're coherent and we can, you know, you can't have someone who's nodding off No, saying, that's not going
2: to happen. No, but, but somebody who's like, Look, someone I, who's I'm like, battling. hey, I need help and I'm battling. Absolutely, mm. you know, if yeah, but then we're we're stigmatizing by them telling them that they're not okay do you know what i mean like it's it's a, so? what do you mean? because if you're nodding off and you want to tell your story it's not their fault that they're nodding off and they want to tell their story yeah. do you know what i mean like the you
1: don't want it like, to be exploitive either yeah you
2: know? yeah so but if you like frame it
1: up the right way like yeah. hey you know we have so-and-so like the show intervention
2: no but just oh, like
1: no. what's going on man like like more of a you know just having a conversation i think that gary like, do you want to come on the show
2: Yeah, maybe. Or I think maybe getting somebody like right out of detox because at least they're detoxed to some degree. They're still going through withdrawals. Let's not, let's not sugarcoat this, you know, five days, whatever. They're still hurting and and maybe sharing where they are after five days of detox, you know, might be a little bit, I don't want to say safer, but, um, safer. Right. And do then you know maybe, what? I, I don't know. It's a hard, that's a really hard Here's question. A tough question. Maybe have them back
0: on the show, though. I'd love to do, like, start with Where them. Where are they now? Yeah, and then get, set them yeah. up and have them go out and have like them come that. back. I yeah. yeah. well,
3: how, how many Because, how many uh, people who are in that condition would want to come that's on another, the show? That's another good right. point, yeah. And you got to get permission. I mean, obviously they give you permission to do it, but d- would they actually want to come on and talk about it? I that? know I a know. few. Yeah. A lot
0: of us are hams.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, the, you know? Yeah. However, I don't know, because uh, I, I, I think it's a really important, um you know, we, we you know we uh, hear the, the good stories, the people. Yeah, no, it's true, because, I mean, people most people are aware that this, this
3: disease exists and how it affects people. But they've not seen it, for instance, right. So to see yeah. somebody who's in the throes of it, it could be, I mean, it would be compelling, and it would be like, holy crap, I didn't know right. it looked like that. Or right. maybe have but, a
1: parent on with, I, I mean, I don't want to do, I wouldn't yeah. want to do an intervention, no. but... I think you know we get into you know telling the good stuff, mm-hmm. you know the the the, the, uh, the fair not the fairy tale but you no, know the, the recovery happens. Recovery, yeah. yeah, we want to, which is great, which is great. Right. But we also, I we think also want to be raw and real. Yeah, yeah, and tell the story that you know what it's not a, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a work in progress. It goes mm-hmm. on and on.
3: Or you could you could you could tape somebody talking about it like a mini mini documentary and show that rather than put somebody in a the camera there you they go. Might be they may be really yeah. nervous Just about safe. doing it and they may not feel like right. themselves So we can edit and you whatever edit, yeah, yeah and make it an even more powerful more compelling I day. like there that you go. yeah that, so yeah there you you go. then your follow new up camera. with a camera you
2: need your new Yay, camera. There you go. You need
1: my new camera i got to <laughs> bring it out
0: <laughs>
3: boom
1: yeah
2: we could you know what we could do what we could honestly we could do we could go to um method of mile and my um, former workplace and we could you know go down the street and do some live q and a's down the street talking because some of them will talk to you and some will you know push you in right. front of a bus right. um steal your camera, and <laughs> steal your <laughs> camera. yeah yeah I know. well i would use <laughs> I, wouldn't I would say use that.
1: my phone
2: yeah well I, uh, it's funny because now mm, yeah. yeah, your phone won't work no it's funny because i i sometimes i'll go out and i'll um I'll go with food or, or, you know, something just to do a little bit of, and people look at you like they look at you because they've been so kicked to the curb and kicked to the side. They'll look at you like, what do you, what do you want from me? And it's like, I don't want anything, but I just like to talk to, talk to them and, 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 Sometimes I think that's All need sometimes yeah. It's
3: just a, a, a compassionate voice. A like guy traveled. I was a travel writer in a former life, and wherever I go, you run into homeless people. They give me a few bucks, and I say, "Look, I'll give you a couple of bucks. I want to. I want to hear about you. Yeah, want That's it, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, I, I want to is... talk to you. I want to hear what. Right. I think sure. we. I
2: think it's something we can definitely entertain. I think it's just something that we have to. We have do to do correctly. Have, we have to think yeah. about it. Yeah, we have do to think it about it a little bit. It's a great question. Yeah.
0: Um, do. Mm-hmm. Thank well, there you, you for go, Gary. Thank you for asking, Gary. Thanks,
2: Gary. So, I think that's our show
0: for the week.
1: It is our show for Again, the week. Again,
0: thank you to Paul Kandarian.
1: And, when will this, uh, and Michael
0: Weber our director.
1: When is When are we going to air? Uh,
3: when
0: Next week. Oh, sorry. Next week. Yeah, it comes.
2: We'll it... send you a link. Yeah, <laughs> Andy will. Send
3: we you can put link. this up on our coast. Yes, we encourage you to do that. Let's
2: yes, absolutely you. Send and you. And a we'll link put that. the coast link on our site. Yes, yeah, absolutely, you. absolutely. And,
1: absolutely. and boop, boop. you have been listening to. And you have been listening to the map. map.